Recorded live from Portland, Oregon, it's the Transamorous Network Podcast. Let's get it on. It's the Transamorous Network Podcast, and we are back. Good morning, I'm Perry. I'm Remy. Good morning, this is Shannon Scott. And today we have a wonderful guest, our second transamorous, third, third, third transamorous man on the show, um, David. Uh, David, where are you? I am in San Francisco. David from San Francisco. Welcome Ooh, to the show, good David. Old Bay Area. Thank you. So, so David, um, how did we find David? Was it through? It was through our Remy. Our yep. I, our I saw outreach his post. Efforts. I reached okay. out to him. Nice. Uh, David, how was that for you? Well, um, Remy, you know, doesn't uh, do the whole story justice. <laughs> uh, I actually had uh, posted a personal on Craigslist. Now, um, it's funny because historically, Craigslist has not had a miscellaneous romance for uh, M for T or T for M. Um, and I had stumbled across it, so I posted there, and she responded to me by you know, essentially saying, you seem interesting and, you know, we'd like to talk to you. And, you know, that's how this process started. And obviously, because you are on that portion of Craigslist, you are interested in trans women. Yes. Do you... His post had an... It had substance to it, which is what drew me to reach out to him. Say more about that. Uh, well, it wasn't just yeah. a, a, you know, a one-liner of I'm looking for tranny cock or something like that, oh that which we <laughs> see so often on something like Craigslist. But it was, you know, it was substantial couple paragraphs of what he's actually looking for in, in a genuine relationship right now in his life. Nicely done. Yeah, very nicely done. And it seems to me that, that if you're really looking, if you're going to use Craigslist, and we don't recommend it, but if you're going to use Craigslist, you probably should put out an ad like that, not some single la line ad and expect to get quality women. Right. Right? Right. Well, I would tend to think that if you're looking for anything anywhere, you should put out something a little more substantive than just, hey, let's do whatever. <laughs> uh, so, David, um, when... If you don't mind, how old are you? I'm 53. 53. I'll be okay. 54 in January. Okay. So getting close. Okay. So when did you discover your desire to be with a trans woman? Well, um, let me first say that my interest is in women. And there came a point at which I decided that that should also include trans women. Why? Um, I don't know. I, well, first of all, obviously I live in San Francisco, so my ability to encounter trans women is going to be greater than in most places. This is not a, a city where trans women are forced to hide quite as much as in other locales. Right. Um, I can tell you it was probably, it probably started when I came across, a, you know, probably a very well-known um, um, club called the Motherload, which yes. was the, uh, the <laughs> better terms, the tranny bar in San Francisco. Um, it's since that that closed, and and a new version opened called Divas. Um, 
it's certainly a place to go. And, and I've been there. I never went to the Motherload, actually. I drove by it a number of times, but I never went there. Um, I remember dropping my boss and his wife off there once. They were, uh, he was a state senator, and they went in there and basically campaigned one night <laughs> and were exceptionally well received. Huh. Um, so, I mean, it, that's probably where the thought began. Um, I don't, I, pr I don't believe I acted on anything until, oh, 2001, 2002, you know, somewhere in that range. And, you know, it's been a, a slow growth over time. Uh, so I was going to ask, David, do you feel like adding transgender women to your, say, pool of people you'd be willing to date, was that because there was something else that was attractive about them? Okay. Or was it because San Francisco is such an open and accepting place that it's just okay and, and it wasn't anything to do with them being transgendered or not transgender? Um, probably more the former than the latter. Um, there, I don't know. I think there's... It's hard for me to, to put completely into words. Um, I have always been... I, I found the male-female dynamic to be a particularly challenging one at times. Um, I often joke that I don't understand how men and women ever get together, ever. Um, and Hormones. I, well, okay. That's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's going to lead to positive and long-lasting relationships unless you get really lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Just check the American divorce rate. Yeah. Right? But um, I have been described by many people as an acquired taste. I'm certainly not a cover boy by any stretch of the imagination, but I do like to think that I'm a good guy. Mm -hmm. And again, to resort a little bit to cliche, I do find myself in the friend zone more often than not, in part because I'm not sure how to move from that to what's next. Um, and I guess to be completely blunt, I have my feeling, and, and this is sort of borne out by experience, is that the idea of sexuality is much easier to discuss with a trans woman than it is with a cisgendered woman. Hmm. Why do you because think that is? It's yeah. something in, it, it's part of the dynamic from the very start because it is something that is out of the ordinary for most folks. If I have an interest in a trans woman, there's a dynamic that's going to be at play that I am not going to find in the rest of the rest of the environment or you know, with cisgender women, certainly. Um, a cisgender woman is likely, well, not necessarily likely, but may think, what are your ulterior motives? Are you trying to get me into bed with you? Uh, a trans woman will discuss or be open to discussing sexuality a little bit more freely. So Again, because it's naturally a part of the dynamic. Got it. So the, it's, um, we talk with a number of trans amorous men through the show and in the background as we prepare for the show. And one of the things, we're getting some weird feedback. One of the things that we've heard from men who are interested in trans women the way you are and the way I am is it's actually a lot harder 
dating trans women because of the um, psychological and emotional issues that come uh-huh. with transition. Oh, I, I'm not talking. No, I, I think he's talking about the physical concept of it all. It's about discussions that, you know, the doors that may or may not be open, uh, areas of discussion that are a little easier than not. Um, I, you know, certainly have a, an interesting collection of trans women friends, uh, some that I have been interested in as something more than friends, others that I have only been interested in as friends. And actually Facebook has helped that network grow because there seems to be a, a, a natural bond among a number of trans women, whether they are just leading their lives or choose a, a more provocative uh, form of employment, however they <laughs> Well said, David. So politically, so correct. politically correct. I love well, he, that. He works for a Yes, So, um, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I'm, I do find that the, uh, the discussions are a little bit easier. I'm not seen quite as threatening in ways that cisgender women might say, okay, what's this guy's ulterior motive? I've met him, he seems right, okay. See, trans but... women already know what your ulterior motive is. <laughs> we know you're here because you want some pussy. That's why you're always there. That's what men want. We already get that, so we're not questioning that part of it. <laughs> well, I don't want to... Actually, the, to, to uh, continue on that thought, the question more is, why do you want to know me or, or do you really want to know me or do you just want to get to bed with me? Right. And uh, that's we're willing to a discussion get that in, yeah. you know, doesn't necessarily happen with cisgendered women. Okay. My experience. And I'm before we get too universal. Before we get too far away from this, because you said something that I actually disagree with uh, uh, for the most part. You said that a lot of men find it much more difficult to date transgender women. Well, not a lot, but Okay, I thought I thought you were kind of paint, painting with a broad brush there, no, but I'm I know speaking specifically of of the thirty men on the Facebook group that oh, I belong to yes, and yes. Micah's experience, who was a guest on our show. Remember we talked about absolutely. That. But I just wanted to bring up one case of I know a heterosexual man who identifies as completely heterosexual. He doesn't put any kind of qualifier on it, like transamorous or heteroflexible, anything like that. He is a heterosexual man that only wants to date transgender women. Now he prefers uh, post-op transgender women because that he's, he, that's how he likes to be intimate. But he chooses transgender women because he has an easier time communicating with them. They're, he has found that the relationships are more open for discussion and meaningful and a lot more or a lot less dramatic. Well, I, I, that's the way I feel about it. In fact, I, had, I, thought I, I thought you and I, Remy, had a conversation w- that I opened where I was talking about how I felt, and maybe because the explanation that I used was through the conversation off, but it's along these lines where I feel that being with a trans woman is preferable for that reason. It's just so open, and my explanation of it, if I recall correctly at the time, was that it's because, and you just kind of alluded to it too in a way, it's because trans women have had the experience of being male in male uh, understanding that they're women but they come into the world presenting as male so they have this male experience that allows 
a certain level of access to openness and communication that w cisgender women don't have. And so you're, you're, you're both... That many. We should say so many. Sorry, many. You're right. Yeah. You're right. And so I think what I agree with what David is saying because, like Remy is saying, the shit's just on the table and everything is open to conversation. And so you can have these kind of... these conver like, um, um, like I, as a male, can have the sex conversation with a trans woman and it's just a conversation. And everyone's coming to the table with nothing really concealed about it because, hell, it's sex. And that's yeah, sex. Yeah, where, where a cisgender woman is coming with, I think, a lot of different stories about that. And a lot of assumptions as things yes. how things will progress because that's how it's always gone. Yes. Because right. that's how it usually is. Why don't we go ahead and have an, a word from our sponsor? Today's show is uh, brought to you by The Velvet Rope. Portland's premier adult sex positive social club. You can find them at www.thevelvetropepdx.com. Awesome. And if you mention that you saw them on the Transamorous Network, 50% off your membership dues. Thank you, Velvet Rope. That's a great deal. Absolutely. So to catch us up where we were, I believe we were just finished talking about relationship with transgender women and whether that was David's preference for a varying amount of reasons. And basically the answer was no. You just... Add, you just were able to add them to your dating pool because you live in San Francisco and it's cool there, right? But, well, uh, but it sounds like he has found them easier. easier. Would you say that's true? Communicate with, if I not. I wouldn't use the word easy because that obviously brings in a lot of other things. Um, well, I think <gasps> that <laughs> um, sex is not the basis of a relationship. It's an important part, but it's not where I want to start. It's just something that will hopefully grow in, uh, you know, come into the relationship over time. I actually want the, the person that I'm comfortable with, that I can talk with, have a conversation with. You're so sensitive, uh, David. Well, thank you very much. He's old enough to know what's um, important in life. Yes. So that, to me, that's what relationships really are about. And I find that the, you know, at times, less so now because I'm, you know, not a, a young buck as it were, and you know, I'm, you know, on the on the downside of life for, you know, one of a, a more delicate way of saying it, um, and it's a little less of an issue on on the whole, but, um, what Perry was saying about you know considering yourself heterosexual, I consider myself heterosexual, I am attracted to feminine. I am not attracted to what's between a woman's legs. Sorry, that's a little less no, tactful than I've been up to this perfect. point. No, I think right. that's very clear, that's and that clarity clear. is very and, important. And tactful. And tactful, yeah. I also really appreciate that you simply identify as heterosexual because that's very validating for a transgender woman mm -hmm. because yeah. we see ourselves as women, right. not as transgender women. Now, right. some people, too, they identify on, on the non-binary, and that's fantastic. Many transgender women just identify as women, and they want to date a heterosexual man because that right. makes that's sense. That's what makes so sense. So I, you know, right. I appreciate that. When when you first approached me, uh, I actually was not had not heard the term transamorous, and I can't say that it's something that I am particularly would particularly embrace mm -hmm. because it's just another label. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, it's true. You know, again, I'm interested in the feminine. Um, uh, one of my friends at work, um, a gay man, has found himself attracted to trans men. 
and we were you know talking and this was before i actually told him that i was you know had some experience with trans women before um though it didn't come as any surprise to him when i told him um he was you know sort of joking about the sexual experience and how it would be different from what he has known and i just said to him i said look you'll figure it out it's the person that you are attracted to yes it's the sexuality. Yeah. And it's amazing once you have the confidence and the safety to have that open discussion about what intimacy looks like and then being able to explore that together is a really fantastic yeah. experience. Mm -hmm. So many people have oh struggle, especially cisgender heterosexual people struggle with that because it's almost taboo to talk about sex. Yes. I remember when I was a long time ago when I was dating cisgender women, I uh we were in, me and my girlfriend were in her bedroom. She, she was very educated, an attorney. And <coughs> she, we were having this intimate conversation. We had our clothes on. We were just, just chilling. And um, she turned to me and she said um, something like, I think I'd like to play with ropes next time. All right. And I said, what do you mean? And then she reached under the bed and pulled out this shoebox. And the shoebox <laughs> had all this. The secret shoebox. This gear. Everybody's got it. a yes, shoebox. Yes. <laughs> and at the time, this is going back to your comment, Shannon. Mm -hmm. I was not comfortable with that conversation. And I was just, I just, I couldn't handle it. I broke up the relationship. It was just far, oh God, it was just really? far too much of a. But were you in a place where you were comfort? Uh, comfortable with yourself and your trans no, attraction no, and or any of that no right. i wasn't that's the that's the point i'm making is that shannon's right that that we don't often have the opportunity to have the safety and comfort not only with the situation but ourselves to be that would enable these kind of conversations that david's talking about wanting to have right and as a as a transgender person, they're incredibly important. They're they're critical if you're going to remain safe. We yes. all have heard those mm -hmm. horror stories about the trans women that don't tell somebody and they're yeah, pre-op right. and then surprise, surprise, and they get murdered. Yeah. So from a safety I standpoint, can, that's required. I can tell you I've actually not had that experience. I've not had I've not gotten the surprise. That's um, good. I, I listened to one of your uh, uh, previous podcasts, and there was a guy that was talking about Micah um, getting the the surprise and oh. sort of running away from it. I can't imagine. And, Even as a yeah, trans woman, a I'm like, gift. whoa, okay, not what I was expecting. You could have given me a heads up there. Yeah. Well, and again, um, as we mentioned in that show too, those women have put themselves in those situations yes. by mm -hmm. being dishonest yeah. and not forthcoming. You know, it, it's funny. I'm gonna. No, I just thought of something that, that, and I don't know if this was anything that was that had any real impact on me in any great way or not. Uh, probably did. Now I'll you know tell you that um, I grew up with a gay parent. My mom was gay. Oh. Uh, I lost her about a year and a half ago, but uh, and she was in a long-term relationship with the same woman for like the last 25 or 30 years. Um, but there's an old George Carlin line. He's talking about um, how, basically how we're taught to react. And he says, he says, imagine yourself that you're in a dark room with another person and you're touching each other and loving each other and, and you know, you're enjoying it and it's fun and all of a sudden the light comes on and you find out it's the same sex. You're taught to react. Ah! Yes. And... Now, again, I haven't, you know, I decided or, or discovered, you know, an interest in trans women 
before anybody, you know, put me in a position where I had to choose to freak out or not. So if I ended up, if, if I went out with someone and we ended up in bed together and it turned out that she was trans, my reaction at this point is, oh, that's nice. And <laughs> just go on. Good because job. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah As one should. That, well, it's not like I haven't been there before. Right. What do you do for a living? I am in software sales. Okay. Um, I thought you were still in politics since you had a boss who was... Uh, that was arguably the most rewarding time of my life because I got to interact with people and, and actually help people. Um, but unfortunately, when I when that particular uh, representative that I was working with, when he retired, the next political job didn't materialize. Uh, there was one that should have that didn't for rather personal reasons on the part of the representative. So what was... <clears throat> So you found out that you're in, well, let's see, your, your boss went to this transgender bar. At some point you had a date. Um, what happened? I think my, well, date is probably not the best word. I, I actually don't date well. I do relationships really well. But going out and meeting new people and, you know, having dinner and, you know, it's, it's, the dance I don't do well. What comes after the dance I do really well, I'd like to think. Uh, my first actual encounter was not anything that, like I say, I'm not willing to talk about it, but it was, I met somebody through a party line. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was really? No internet? Yeah, I mean, Oddly, I've got somebody who's given my phone number out on a party line, so I get all these weird phone calls, and I'm trying to figure out who that was. <laughs> but, um, there was a chat line, and you know, you could connect with people, you know, directly. And I connected with a uh, a trans woman, and we hooked up. And wow! Just wham bam. It it was all about the hookup at that point. Ah. This was. You know, 15 years ago, I was younger and, you know, had less concerns about just, you know, dropping everything and running out and knowing I could, if I had to get up the next morning, it wasn't going to be an issue. Mm. Um, and it's like, okay, well, let's, if you're going to do this, then you should just do it. And so I did, and it was impersonal and fairly quick and wasn't repeated with that individual, but, you know, that was probably where it started. And that definitely answered a question for you. I think that a lot of uh, initial contacts are made in that way because really that's the question that needs to be answered. So many of, so much of the time we say, oh, that's such a terrible way to begin a relationship. And I don't disagree with that statement, but so much of the question that we all have on our mind is, is this going to be a deal breaker? Yeah. Because I hate to spend six months courting somebody and getting to know somebody and yeah. falling in love with somebody just to find out that the sex doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I, I, yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that, personally. Me neither. Well, no. no, it was not, this was not intended to be a relationship. This was intended to be, you know, impersonal sex, and that's what it was. And it was a departure for me from previous experience, so the interest certainly was there, or, or the, the idea was in my head. And as I said, I, 
I got to a point where I had to decide, are you going to do this or are you not going to do this? And if you are, then do it and figure it out. And if you're not, then just shut up. <laughs> I like that. Piss, I got off the pot. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Absolutely. So, so after that kind of a casual chance encounter, did you have a serious r- relationship? No. I've had a number of friendships that you know could potentially have. Um, the closest I had. I'm trying to. I, I'm trying to think back because there's. Uh, there was one trans woman that I connected with that I probably was in love with, but I wasn't ready to say that I was at the time. Oh, yeah. I know that feeling. And the the thing that, that I, the closest I've had to a freak-out moment with a trans woman was when she talked about possibly, because at the time I was looking for considering finding a new place to live and she talked about the possibility of moving in with her and it didn't you know cause me to run away but it it did pump the brakes in a way that mm-hmm. i'm not sure this oh. is what i was she was she asking you to move in with her or was she asking to for you guys to move in together into this new place um, she was asking me to move in with her um, and it wasn't necessarily going to be cohabitation but we had a history already. Mm-hmm. So the chances that I would move in with her and it would be platonic were pretty ridiculous. What do you mean uh, by co- not be cohabitation? Well, she didn't say, David, move in with me. What'd she say? She, did, she said, roommate. I have room. And if you're interested in moving here, then you know we can do that. I see. And uh, that sounds like a dicey situation to yeah, step into. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it, I didn't feel like it was dicey, but I, at that moment, I don't know that I was ready to admit to myself that I was in love with a trans woman, and I think I was, but I couldn't wrap my head around it completely. Have and you ever that reached? Would be jumping straight in. Well, yeah, yeah, that would be difficult because if you did move in and she was talking about it being like a landlord situation. Um, that would be one thing if you guys decided that you didn't want to live there anymore. But if, if she had a romantic intentions too, but she was kind of playing coy around the live-in situation, and then you decided you didn't want to be in there, she might take it much more personally. Oh, I, I have no doubt, or no, I have no thoughts that she had a, that there was a, an ulterior motive here. Uh, okay. I don't think she was, I think we had a very positive connection. We didn't see each other on a regular basis. You know, every few months we would get together. And it was good. I mean, it was definitely good. But it wasn't something that uh, we had made any plans to to broaden. We hadn't act, gone out in public together in any way. There was no discussion of the relationship. Wait a second, David. Um, Remy just made a, 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 a sound that... that Belies some more information that we should probably hear. What have you? What do you got over there, Remy? It's mo- it's a personal thing to me. The going out in public is is a big thing. So if you're not, you mean if n- not going out in public, actually, N- not or not. Yes. Yeah. So so yeah. So th- th- was there? So I'm gonna probe. Was there? Was there any David in your relationship with this trans person? Was there any reluctance on your part to be seen in public with her? 
it was honestly it was never anything we discussed. But did and you guys? But did you guys but go what's out? Your in emotion public? behind it. Um, I don't know that I actually thought about it. Hmm. To be wow, that's so, that's so atypical, though. I mean, imagine a traditional cisgender heterosexual relationship going. Oh well, for our first de- date, let's meet at one of our houses. Like that's just kind of. And it's never going to cross my mind in this this relationship that we're going to not go to a movie together or go out for a drink oh. or. And and again, realize that this started out, and well, the fact of the matter is that the relationship that we had, the connection that we had, was it started out as, as a sexual one, and that's uh, what continued. Okay. Um, but there was clearly something else going on there. Got it. Got it. And I just, you know, at the time I wasn't ready to identify it. I, right. To talk about labels, I wasn't ready to label it. Got it. Yeah. And Perry talks a lot about this too, about how transamorous men also have a process of quote unquote coming out of the closet because you have to own it. And while you and I don't like labels, at a certain point, society does, and so we all understand that we have to walk down the street. I, I've had my own coming out of the closet experiences before. Uh, I know I mentioned earlier that my mom was gay, and it was a process of me telling people mm-hmm. and making it such that, you know, here, this is just, you know, information that's part of my family, and... When she told me, well, when she told me I was 14 and I cried, and I very, very quickly came to realize that, hey, this is my mom, she's still my mom, and, you know, know, what her sexuality is doesn't matter. But then when I, um, in college, in the the one long-term relationship that I've had, long-term meaning, you know, this was something that stretched into years, uh, was somebody actually that I knew in high school. She and I went to different schools. We came back together at the end of our freshman year in college, and it clicked, and it was you know, something that we were both going to put effort into. Hmm. The thing, as this relates to my mom, is that at the same time, my mom went from seeing somebody she had been seeing to seeing the woman that she was ended up with for the rest of her life. So I, and my girlfriend was Chinese. Well, well she still is Chinese <laughs> anymore. Um, and born in Hong Kong with traditional parents who are going to have enough trouble with a uh, red-headed white boy, yeah. much <laughs> less one that had a gay mom. So I sort of hinted about, you know, needing to tell her something because I wasn't sure how she was going to react to this. Now, and this was 1982. I mean, this is a, you know, a lot of years ago. And the things were just different. You know, the acceptance wasn't as automatic yeah. or expected. Um, you would think that if you told somebody that a member of your family was gay, uh, you were more likely to get a negative reaction than an indifferent or a positive one. And this is a new relationship for me, and I really want to make it work, and I'm afraid that I'm going to tell her this, and she's going to freak out and run away. Now, eventually, when I did tell her, she was fine, but it was a bit of a challenge getting over that hump. And then eventually, it was telling more and more people to where it finally got to the point where 
my attitude became, my mom's gay. You got a problem? Hi, my name is Dave. My mom's a lesbian. Hi, my mom's a lesbian. Oh, and and actually, you know what? She did not like the word lesbian because it was uh, it was a pejorative in the Mm fifties. Oh right. And you know, she never fully let that go. Hmm. Um, but um, you know, again, I got to the point where it was this when I told somebody, you know, if it came up, you know, this is you know part this is part of my family, a big part of my family. You got a problem with it? It's your problem. It ain't mine. So, so how did you come out um, uh, with your, excuse the label, transamory? Um, well, and and I'm not going to suggest that that is completely open either. It's That's open okay. Places. Yeah. Um, I got to a point where I was. I started being more public with. Uh, trans people I would connect with on Facebook. It, and that's sort of where a lot of, of the openness started. It's like, okay, I've got friends that are trans and they're my friends. And I'm just going to interact with them like any of my other friends. Now, I will tell you that um, there are a number of people that I have recently told about this, but that's because I had a but in relationships, started. Mm. Yeah. And I met someone, she was young, considerably younger than I am, but she reached out to me. She responded to essentially the same Craigslist ad that you did mm. um, and said she wanted to meet, get to know me. And we hit it off. And unfortunately, it didn't last. Um, you know, she took off about two months ago and it's I, I miss her two months ago after how long um i don't know we sort of danced around things from first meeting until then so it was like five six months from oh, wow. the time that she disappeared um and i will tell you when she told me how old she was my immediate reaction was wow that's young do you want to say how young she was uh well she just turned 26. Okay. 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 But she opened the door, and I was hesitant, and she continued to to keep the door open. And we were scheduled to meet at a Starbucks near where she lived, and she stood me up. And rather than getting mad and lashing out, I reacted the way that I tend to react. I hope you're okay. Let me know what's going on. I didn't just, you know, push her away and say, "Okay, you had your chance and you blew it." Uh, eventually, we did meet, and you know, it took off. Um, we did see each other in public. It was, you know, it was something that meant more to her. Mm. When we went out to dinner one night, she, you know, commented on, "Wow, this is great. We're going out." And we would have done more of that. Um, we should have, and it wasn't my reluctance to take her out. It was more her not deciding she didn't want to go out. Mm-hmm. It, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. It was it was about her deciding she didn't want to see him that anymore. she didn't want to go out. It wasn't about not wanting to go out with me. It was just not wanting to go out. It so was. How long ago did she transition when when you started dating? Um, 
probably about a year. Okay, so she was still very new and didn't yeah. didn't have her confidence up yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and now I'm gonna reference something here that you know was probably immediately going to uh, come across as sort of a non sequitur. Um, I have essentially have kids and grandkids. They're not mine biologically. Uh, I was involved on and off with a woman from early 2010 until a couple of years ago, three years ago. And she has four daughters, the youngest of whom was a student at the CSU Monterey Bay, so just you know, 100 miles south of here. And, and I got to know them. And when the relationship with their mom didn't go anywhere, I had already established a separate relationship with her kids. <laughs> and that relationship is ongoing. And while they don't call me dad or anything like that, uh, three of them anyway, three of the four, uh, do try to make a point of doing something for me or saying something on Father's Day. The, there are three kids that they have. One has two kids, and the one that doesn't think of me in a parental role she has a son as well and all of those kids see me as grandpa uh -huh. so this is a completely new thing for me I you know didn't raise kids of my own but I love these girls and these grandsons as much as if they were my own they are a huge 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 part of my life and when this relationship was taking off when it was you know, starting out and it looked like it was going to be real, I made sure to tell the three that are I'm the closest to that I was seeing somebody and that she was trans. How old are the three, these three kids that you... Let's see, the youngest is 23. The next is 20, I think 24 and 26. So when you told them about this trans person who was 26, what did they say? Well, I said mm -hmm. I, it, it was, I don't know what's going to be the most shocking thing <laughs> exactly. to tell you, that I have a girlfriend, that she's 25, <laughs> she was 25 at the time, or that she's trans. Exactly. I actually took that approach with the number of people that I told. Um, <laughs> Oddly, then, or maybe not so oddly, the friends that I that I told first, and this was probably more of just the let's see how this goes and what kind of reaction I get, were my gay friends. Yeah, I told them first, or in a couple of my trans friends, because I feared the reaction was going to be such that my confidence in telling people would be bolstered and it would be mm -hmm. easy. Yeah, to start telling other people. Definitely a safer Oddly, space. I still haven't told my best friend, though I was prepared to go out or bring her out with with me on something that he and I do together. So it it was more gonna for him. It was gonna be here. This is my girlfriend, and if he asked any questions, I'd say yeah. So what? Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Is there more? This is a very interesting conversation. Yeah. But I think we're nearing the end. Yeah. I think we're nearing our time limit for yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we yeah. are. Um, th that 
So we've had a lot of technical difficulties. Did we mention our sponsor? <laughs> yes. We did. We yes. Did. Okay. All right, then. Um, David, sorry about the technical difficulties. It was a pleasure okay. having your I, conversation. I hope this comes out as a, a worthwhile podcast. I hope I've added something. You did. It You've was you great. absolutely Thank you great. so much for opening yourself up yeah. and being vulnerable enough to share your ex- yeah, yeah. yourself yeah. and your experience with us. And thank you for being such a kind and courageous man. Well, I, I honestly think of myself as just a guy. I honestly believe that there is nothing exceptional about me in regards to relationships. I think if I am seen in any way outside of what is gener- what generally happens, is it says more about all the other guys in the world than it does about me. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, there's a lucky girl out there who's going to get a lot of love at some point, whether she's trans or cis or other. So... I agree. Uh, Agreed. I'm not sure where I'm going to find her, but... It's all right. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's what you have to believe. uh, You responded to an ad that I had previously placed, and I've run it a couple of times. And yours the only real response that I got the last time I put it up. But I had run it once before, a couple weeks earlier, and I did get a response from Mm -hmm. a local trans woman, and... Ultimately, it, it, I didn't feel like I was ready. All right. Oh, well, there you go. Well, speaking on that note, you will be getting a copy of the Men's Guide to Finding Your Ideal Partner and Finding Your Trans Partner. So I hope you're able to, uh, you'll actually read it and, and well, I'll, I'll see if you it. can implement you some should, of what we talk about. Yeah, it'd be worth, it would be worth, since you're in the space that you're in, David, it would it's not, you have nothing time. to lose to try the material. Even if you don't believe it, you have nothing to lose to try it and see what happens. Well, I will be very interested in reading it and, you know, seeing you know how I might go about implementing it. Great, wonderful. And then one other thing. Um, so I'm a member of this Facebook group where there's 30 other men who uh, same share our attraction. Would you be interested in being a part of that group? Yeah, of course. Okay. So friend me on Facebook and then I'll connect you. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks Thank a lot, you David, so for much, joining David. us. Thank Excellent you show. Thank you, David. To uh, hearing any reaction to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye, Bye David. Be a guest on the Transamorous Network podcast. Send an email to info at transamorousnetwork.com. It's unfortunate because David's on the show. You've been listening to the Transamorous Network podcast. The Transamorous Network podcast is a broadcast property of the Transamorous Network. Listen to the Transamorous Network podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. For more information on living a joyful, positive, and desire-fulfilled life, or finding love in relationship, family, or within yourself, visit the Transamorous Network on the web at transamorousnetwork.com, on YouTube at the Transamorous Network, or on Tumblr at transamorousnetwork.tumblr.com.